What's up, you guys? It's your girl, Anaya Ivy, and welcome back to my podcast. I just want to say, as always, thank you guys so much for showing me love and support. Thank you guys for subscribing, um, just staying connected, and just keeping up with the episodes, because I know I have been slacking, but my goal for 2024 is to literally make sure I upload a few podcasts per month. Um, just because I enjoy this podcast and I know some of you guys really enjoy listening. So, you know, that's just that. But anyways, I just wanted to say thank you. I know Spotify is doing their month, I mean, their yearly wrap up. So I am some of you guys top podcast that you've listened to for this year, which feels amazing because I really haven't been, uh, I think I have like less than six episodes for this year which is crazy to me like girl I could just kick me in my ass but (laughs) um I have so much to share so many things I've learned in the last two years since I took my break um so many things I want to talk about so I I appreciate um me having this time and space to just kind of reflect and give you guys content because baby if I one thing I have is learn some shit. All right. Um, today's episode, we're gonna be talking about my pregnancy journey and tapping into motherhood, what I've been doing to get prepared, um, basically details about how I've been feeling during this pregnancy, things of that nature. So whether you're driving, walking, working out, relaxing, cleaning up, getting your hair, nails, lashes done, whatever you're doing, sit back, relax, because we are about to get into some things. Okay. Let me start off by saying shout outs to all the baby mamas, 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 okay? Um, Being a woman and experiencing pregnancy is something that is different for every woman. Any woman that is listening that is pregnant or have children, each pregnancy has been different. Every woman's symptoms is different. And, you know, it's great to share our experiences, but it's also great to just embask in our own. And I think that's something I've learned while being pregnant. It's just like, yeah, in the beginning, I was looking up things to like, you know, is this normal? Is this this? Is this that? And I think it was just like just accepting the fact that this is my pregnancy. (laughs) Like nobody's going to feel exactly how I feel every feeling. So I think I kind of gave myself grace to just be like, okay, this is how my body is working. This is how my feelings are. And um, yeah. So one thing I wanted to discuss was um, the beauty, the beauty of being pregnant. You know, your body changes. Everything changes. Literally everything changes. Like your day-to-day activity because you're you're growing every week your baby is growing and it literally puts you in a different mindset of like protecting me personally that's how i felt like there's some women and i know this is a very touchy subject but there are some women who do not want to be mothers but they are so their experience with pregnancy and motherhood it's very like negative um one thing i have noticed like me, when I posted I was having a child, I was very proud and very happy to share that. 
because there's a lot of women that feel like, oh, my life is over now that I'm a mom or I'm not going to be having my hot girl, you know, summer no more. I'm not going to have fun. And I'm not. It's just like there's so much more to life than living life selfishly. And for me personally, I feel like I'm mature enough to be a parent and I'm excited. So I, I will say what I've noticed is a lot of women project their reality onto pregnant and new moms to be. And it's cringy and it's unnecessary. Like sharing horror stories. Like I never want to do that. So maybe that's why on my platform, I don't really want to go into too much details because it's like your experience is your experience. And, you know, I was getting comments like, oh, girl, you better get sleep now. You better rest while you can. You know, life is over. And it's like, no, like just say you don't like being a mom. Just say you don't enjoy it. You know, like there's some women that want to be mothers. There's some women that want to have a purpose that is bigger than them. And being pregnant have has given me a whole different mindset and purpose. Like before, Anaya was only concerned about Anaya. Like Anaya looking cute, you know, Anaya making money. Now I have a whole different agenda and purpose, which is a greater purpose than just making sure my bills are paid and I'm straight. You know what I mean? So I just feel like it, it applies to people differently. And, and what mothers who are already have children, you do not need to project your, your issues or your concerns onto pregnant women and mothers-to-be. I think it's super cringy. Unless that woman asks you personally, like, what is it like? And even then. So, again, I have been enjoying my pregnancy journey by not allowing outside influences to determine how I feel and what to expect for the future. I have not allowed anyone to disturb my peace. Um, I have literally had, to me, in my, in my opinion, almost the perfect pregnancy because I've literally been relaxed. Like, I would say the biggest struggle for me personally is to be mindful of my emotions because I am a very snappy person and I'm quick to cuss somebody out. And just go off. But I also have to be mindful that I don't want to energetically pass that down to my unborn child. So I have to maintain a balance with my emotions to make sure like, okay, this is not for me. This is above me. Let it go. Let it slide. Whatever. So that's something I will say has been something that I have been trying to master during this pregnancy is to be in control of my emotions because I need to be a happy pregnant woman so I can have a happy child you know um crying things of that nature that's normal because of hormones however um I try not to let things consume me too much this year has been crazy <laughs> and when I'm ready to talk about 2023 baby <laughs> it's it's been a year um Life has been throwing me lemons, and bitch, I have a lemonade stand, I have a lemonade, I have fucking frozen lemonade, I have lemonade popsicles, like, girl, what you want, I got, I'm selling it. And I literally have been going through this pregnancy with grace. Like, when you're pregnant, you get to really see people's true colors. Like, who's really your friend who's who really gives a fuck about you who actually cares about your well-being like 
We live in such a time and age where people are so selfish. Nobody gives a fuck about nobody. Everybody cares about themselves. Everybody cares about going to the next level in life, being successful, getting money or looking like they're getting money. Like people care about surface level shit. And it's unfortunate and sad. And that's one thing I will say I've noticed being a pregnant woman is that people will literally just act like, you know, (laughs) it's no big deal. And it's like, no, it is a big deal. I feel like society should treat women we we bring life into this world and the way we're treated is crazy. It's crazy. There needs to be more mindfulness that a woman is risking her life to bring life into this world. I think a lot of people sit and talk about children and baby mom and baby dad as if it's a joke and it's a game. And it's just like, no, this is literally life changing. A woman's body changes in nine months and even afterwards the healing process and the postpartum depression, you know, it's just like, this is such a beautiful thing, but it's also life changing. And I feel like a lot of people take pregnancy and, and creating life and what it, what happens when you create life, people take it as if it's not a big deal, maybe because of how they've seen other people handle it or society or their past experience, but it's like, it's a real big thing. Creating life and bringing life into this world is a huge, huge thing that should not be taken lightly. And I've noticed that a lot of people around me would take things lightly. Now, one thing I will say, being pregnant has shown me who is for me and who's not for me when it comes to friends, family, all that, all around the board. Um, This is a woman's most vulnerable moment in her entire life is to be pregnant because we can't just get up and do everything that we used to do. We literally have a whole child growing inside of us. So we are naturally more tired. We are naturally more hungry. We are naturally more moody. So it takes a special type of person to handle and be around a pregnant woman, whether that's your partner or like family and friends, because A lot of people say stupid shit, and it's like, wow, how inconsiderate. A lot of people do a lot of dumb shit, you know? Um, And it's just just an eye-opener to see, like, wow, there's been women who had to deal with this bullshit. I wish I could give you a hug and a kiss because, ew, ew, ew. Um, And it's not from everyone, obviously, but there comes a moment in time where you are in a situation or dealing with someone and it's like there is no awareness that you are fucking pregnant. <laughs> People just say anything anyway, anyhow, and it's just like, wow. You know, um, and I think that it needs to be more compassion towards pregnant women. So that's one thing I've learned. The people around me have changed. I have removed friends, people that do not serve my life and I have no regrets from it. Um, the number one important thing a pregnant woman needs to focus is her peace and her happiness. And I've literally had to cut people off, remove myself from situations for the sake of my peace and my child's peace. And I will never apologize for that. There's been people that have shown me their true colors. And when people show you who they are, you just have to believe it. Because again, this is the most vulnerable time in a woman's life is while she's pregnant. If I can't depend on you and count on you during this moment, I could forget about it in the future. No shade. So for me, the people around me has definitely changed for the good and the bad. 
you know, my family and friends, their conversations is totally different. It's it's heartwarming to hear my dad say that he wants to take better care of his health so he can, you know, live life and be around to have a relationship with my child. That's just beautiful to hear. So not only have people been dropping like flies and removing themselves out of my life, but the people that are in my life are stepping up and it's beautiful. A child is a blessing. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. You know, a child is a blessing and a child brings family closer and it's just beautiful. Like I have a lot of aunts and uncles on my dad's side and just having my aunts pray over me and tell me that they're so excited to see me as a mom. And, you know, it, 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 it a child just brings family more closer. And I'm, I'm grateful and, and blessed and thankful that I have the opportunity of bringing life into this world. And I'm very honored by it. Because it's a huge responsibility. And again, every woman handles pregnancy and motherhood very differently. But for me, it means a lot. It really does. And I'm just so excited. Even my friends, my friends are like, you know, they want to come and visit me here. And they want to just stay with me. And it's just, it's so cute to see like a baby coming into the picture, how it changes people around you. Like I said, for the good or the bad. So that's another thing that I've noticed. And just mentally preparing myself. Like, as you guys know, I am a business owner. I have a brand called Naya Vista. I have a podcast. And I did take a break from YouTube, but I'm a content creator as well. And now that I'm entering into motherhood, I've been currently contemplating on what is next for me in my life. You know, Anaya Ivy is her own person and, you know, um, who's into fashion and creating. And I'm not saying that motherhood is going to change me and alter what I stand for and do. But I have to be mindful that I want to include my child, but not exploit my child, if that makes any sense. Like, there's some people that have family vlogs, and I've been seeing this online lately where people have been talking about like family vlogs are cringy because these people are exploiting their kids for money and things like that and I agree and disagree at a certain level but it's I just been really contemplating on like what's next for me <laughs> you know um being pregnant and having to like slow down and sit down and rest and nap that's all new to me I'm such a go-getter a hustler I like to be on the move I like to do different shit so to be pregnant and having to physically slow down because I have no other choice has been very difficult for me. Um, just because it's just, this is all new nature to me. So I'm trying to give myself grace and not be hard on myself and, you know, um, overanalyze what I'm going through being pregnant so, yeah, that's just some things that I've been, like, thinking about. Like, okay, if I get back on YouTube, what type of content am I creating? Um, Podcast-wise, you know, conversations will be totally different. So, it's just, like, I, I want to make sure that I'm staying true to myself, but I'm also becoming a wonderful, great mother. So, that's kind of where my headspace is as far as getting into and stepping into motherhood. I'm not one of those women who I feel will let herself go. Um, I love feeling great. I love looking great. 
I do it for me. I don't do it for validation. I don't do it for likes and shit like that. I, I, I'm a firm believer when you look good, you feel good. So, you know, and I've been slaying my pregnancy, by the way, if you girlies haven't noticed, you know, a lot of women are like, oh, this is how I want to look when I'm pregnant. Listen, it's a mindset, mind over matter. Like if you decide and choose mentally that you're going to like look like a sack of potato, then that's what you're going to look like. For me, I'm like, bitch, I'm the fab girl. <laughs> the only thing that has changed is that my stomach has gotten bigger and, um, you know, mentally I've changed. I don't think necessarily physically as far as like, you know, all that other stuff. Again, pregnancy is different for every woman. I didn't have my feet and ankles swell up. I didn't have my nose spread. You got to understand every woman's body is different. So, you know, I was, I was leaking from my nipples at like five months. That never happened to my mother. So every woman's body is totally different. And that's the beauty of it. And I think that me having grace, learning how to handle my emotions, learning how to just allow what is to be, not let people stress me out while I'm pregnant. Because let me tell you something, there's people that are placed in our lives to just watch us be unhappy, destroy us, um, watch us be miserable. And it's like, I, I'm not operating in that space. Whoever sent you, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, there's some people that have really been sent to, to us to watch us crumble and be destroyed. And let me tell you something. God gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. There's nothing that I cannot handle. And being pregnant has definitely shown me that I can do X, Y, and Z. And I can handle and manage and multitask. Women are natural good multitaskers. You know, my only thing is a little procrastination. But there's nothing that I cannot do. And this pregnancy has taught me how strong and how powerful I am mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally, because I've had to literally block out certain emotions so it doesn't transfer to my unborn child. That's how much mental strength I have. Like, okay, mm -mm, I'm not going to let this, uh, this disagreement or argument affect how I feel because I want to be a happy mother so I can have a happy baby. And that's most important. So just having that type of willpower is crazy strong. And I commend any woman who operates in that same type of energy that I do because it we make it look easy and it's not. <laughs> we make it look easy and it's not. And I just wanted to give love and hugs to women because being pregnant will give you a whole different sense of womanhood on a whole nother level. And it takes a village to raise a child. So shout outs to my people, my tribe, my family, my friends, everybody who loves me and supports me because it's needed. Because there's an addition to, to me coming. And to see everyone be open arms and embrace my child is, is such a beautiful feeling. And I pray that every woman eventually, whether they have or not, experience that. Feeling your baby move in your stomach and feeling life it's, it's a feeling that I'm like, whoa, <laughs> wow, you know, there's been plenty of people who have tried to sabotage my, um, my experience and my journey, and I'm glad that I did not allow them to do so, and that I just simply was like, fuck you, goodbye, because people, I'm telling you, there's people who have been sent to destroy you, there's people who have been sent to watch you just 
be sad and struggle and things like that. And you can't give them the satisfaction, especially being pregnant. You know, again, this is the most vulnerable time in a woman's life. But my journey has been what I've made it. And I think that's my advice to any pregnant woman, you know, whether you're married, in a relationship, single, situationship, working it out. You are responsible for your own happiness. You know what I mean? You make your pregnancy what it is. Don't depend on someone else to make your pregnancy journey peaceful and, and loving. And you create that reality for yourself because you are feeling your emotions. And only you and your child will feel that. And, I don't, and I'm glad that I didn't put my happiness and my pregnancy journey in someone else's hands. Because this is my experience. This is not... Someone else, I'm experiencing everything. I'm experiencing the feels. I'm experiencing the physical chat. I'm experiencing it all. So I have to be in control over my happiness. And I send this with love and light to a lot of women. Because there's some women that feel like, oh, they're arguing with their partner. Their pregnancy was hell. No, you make it what it is. And that's just it. You can block people out. You can ignore them. Um, it's, it's all about mental first, in my opinion. This episode is sponsored by, well, it could have been you. Well, it should be you. Do you have a brand, a business, or offer a service, and you're looking for more exposure outside of the typical Instagram promo? Well, with podcasts, a podcast ad is perfect for listeners and thousands of people to hear about your business. If you are interested in my personal ad space on the podcast, you guys can send a professional business email to style at gmail.com. It will be 30 seconds and you guys will be able to tell me what you guys want me to say for the ad and it will be placed just like this in a podcast episode. So yeah, take advantage. So I know we all have seen collectively last month Kiki Palmer and this light-skinned nigga she got a kid with um, in the blogs and going through stuff. I wanted to kind of chime in on this topic because, you know, when things hit the blogs, baby, the comment section is just ratchet and ghetto. And it is always a woman. It is always a woman saying this is why, brr, let me tell you something. The internet always has all the fucking answers. Always. Everybody has the answers to someone else's situation when they are not in it. Okay? When it's not their reality. They don't have kids. They ain't in no damn relationship. They ain't fucking pregnant. They ain't got, the, they always got the input and in saying on what the fuck somebody else's life should be like and what they should have done and things like that. I want to first off by saying to Kiki that she is beautiful, talented, and deserves nothing but the best. Okay? I pray that she heals from this situation and moves forward with love and light. Because that's embarrassing to have your um, behind-the-scenes situation be so publicized. We've never seen her in the media for her to be a new mom and thriving, and she looks a wonderful and great. However, um, you know, I'm a firm believer. I feel like there's a lot of men who get jealous. I don't think whoever this light skin nigga is, 
I think he is very jealous of her. He is a nobody. She's somebody. And, um, you know, men who like to put their hands on women, like the domestic violence, they're, they're, they are jealous of that woman. Like, if you have to put your hands on a woman to control her or tame her or anything like that to feel strong or in or in position of power as a man over a woman, you're a hoe-ass nigga in my eyes. Period. You are physically and mentally stronger than this woman and you feel the need to put your hands on her. You a hoe-ass nigga. That's number one. Number two... Again, very intimidated and jealous, if you ask me, because she has a successful career. Like, I've heard audios of their, like, phone call conversations with their mom. And it's like, oh, this nigga's a whole hater. He's a hater. And, you know, I feel women who are successful settle in love because it's like, okay, I have my career. I have this. I have that. And then it's like you, you find yourself settling in the love area. And it's unfortunate because women like Kiki deserves the best. <laughs> Not some light-skinned nigga who's mad because his baby mother is successful and, you know, he's just upset. He's, like, really upset. You know, even down to her wearing that dress for the Usher concert. Nigga, why is you running to Twitter to run your mouth like a female about... Your woman who is a public figure and what she has on. Now you're inviting outside people into y'all's relationship. And I just feel like there's men who like drama. There's men who like confrontation. There's men who like to be toxic because they don't know what being at peace looks like. You know, this woman just had her baby. She looks fucking good. She wants to wear a sheer dress. My nigga, let her. Like postpartum depression and when a woman has had her body physically change for the last fucking nine months, nigga, I'm wearing what the fuck I want after this kid. Are you dumb? Like, stop policing women, please. You are not her father. You are her man. And it's just, it's cringy to see men be so controlling and 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 nasty. It's just, it's it's like you're insecure, sir. You're insecure. You need to go speak to the lady and keep your motherfucking hands to your goddamn self. Period. I was really triggered and upset to hear what happened to her. Because I'm like, yo, every day is a hoe-ass nigga doing hoe-ass shit. To a beautiful, successful woman. I hate it. A man who is secure in his manhood and his relationship has no, in my opinion, has no desire to be controlling in that way. None at all. None at all. Like, you shouldn't be dating someone of that status if you can't handle what comes with them. Period. Because Kiki's not going to water down who she is. For nan nigga to feel comfortable. And you know who said it best? Nicki Minaj said it best in an interview with, with, uh, with Flex. She said, get you a secure man. <laughs> because I'm telling you guys, niggas that's insecure... They like to 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 put their they palms on women. They do. They don't want to transfer that energy. They want to break you and make you feel less than because that's how they feel. It's some weird psychological shit that, that really, it runs deep. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, I, I you, online people, the comments were so crazy. Let me tell you something. A baby can make or break a situation. You don't know what a, a motherfucker might be like. 
People switch up. You know what don't? Your career, <laughs> money. So, you know, I even saw comments like women saying, oh, that's why I'm waiting until I'm, I'm married. Bitch, what happens if no nigga ever wife you up and get married? These niggas ain't talking about marriage. The fuck? <laughs> they say your ex is good till you about 35. There's bitches that's like 32 talking about they waiting until they get married. But what happens if you never get married? And how many people are getting married? How many men are actually with women telling them that they want to be a husband? See, society tells us women to be women. You know, you ever go down a toy aisle, you're going to see babies, you're going to see carriages, you're going to see dolls, you're going to see that type of shit, cleaning shit, kitchen shit. You go in a boy section, there is nothing that is similar to, to, to a girl's toys. You're going to see cars, action figures, and guns. We have been programmed very differently. So when a woman says, oh, I want to be a wife, I, you want to be a wife and do what? Be a slave to a nigga? You want to be a wife because society has told you that is what makes you feel and look good as a woman. But do the person you want to be a wife to, do he want to be a husband? Because a lot of women in the comment section saying that, because I was one of them too saying that stupid shit. It's not about being married. It's not about being in a relationship. It's about having a partner that is going to be an active parent. Period. <laughs> There's women in my family who were married and they were single mothers with a husband. Marriage doesn't mean that your life is set up and you're secure. You can, there's some men that feel like, okay, we're married. I'm your husband, but I'm the, I'm the uh, financial caretaker in this house. You take care of them kids. I have family members that told me their partners was not hands-on and active with their children. They couldn't tell you who their friends were. They couldn't tell you what their homework was like. There's niggas that you think would be active and they're not. <laughs> whether he's a weekend dad or a nigga in the house who's just in the house. So I just wanted to make that very clear to women who say, oh, this is why you have to wait to get married. Marriage doesn't mean happiness, okay? And there's a lot of married men cheating and, and doing trifling shit. So let's be clear. The main thing when having a child or procreating life is to make sure you have a partner that is fucking responsible and mature and hands-on. Those three things, they don't have to be no fucking husband. <laughs> and to be honest, you don't even got to be in a relationship. I hate to say it like that. But there's some people that want to procreate and have kids. Like, I had a guy friend who told me, like, he just want kids. He doesn't want to be, like, committed. And I always thought that was weird. But if he is willing to do the things that is an active parent will do, then by all means, that's what he he wants to do. So there's levels to this shit. But to the women that's listening and online, I think marriage is the answer to children. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Period. You know what I mean? Because a man has to propose to you. You could want to be a wife all day. You could want to be married all day. But if you're not dating men that want the same thing, it's like... Nobody gives a fuck. No man is talking about marriage. No man is talking about being a husband. But women, oh, baby, women are going to drag that woman title of being a wife. I'm somebody's wife. I used to say the same stupid shit. I want to be somebody's wife, baby. <laughs> After living with my partner and all this other shit, oh, no, y'all can keep that wife shit. Because being a wife damn near is like 
you have no life. You have no sense of self because you now have to cater to a man and his needs all day, every day. I think it's a, I think it's a scam, you guys. <laughs> Not saying that every marriage is like that, but it's a scam. It's a scam. Also, too, when men reach a certain age, it, it, it sounds nice to say this is my wife versus this is my girlfriend or my baby mother. You know, and that's another thing, too, that women need to steer away from is making sure their partner is just not calling them something. Oh, this is my wife. Nah, nigga, don't call me your wife. Let's make it real. <laughs> so there's a lot of that bullshit going on where a nigga will give you the title and make you feel like, but he won't give you that actual commitment of giving you his last name. But I just wanted to say when it comes to children and, and life, it's not about the title. It's the story, you guys. And it doesn't matter if Kiki was married. It would be more embarrassing if she was married and this was happening to her. You know, um, however, we don't know what happens. You could be married and a nigga beat you and you got kids and now you stuck in this abusive marriage and relate like, you know, and then it's harder to get out. I just feel like you don't know. Life is full of surprises. We don't know. We can, we can, there's a saying by Andre in a song. It's actually a lyric, but he says, you could plan a pretty picnic, but you cannot predict the weather. You don't know how people are going to be. People switch up. One day a motherfucker love you. The next day don't. At the end of the day, it's unfortunate. A mother will always be a mother to her child. And she will always be responsible for the child she has brought into this life. So regardless of Kiki and, and her in this light-skinned nigga situation, she got to do what the fuck she got to do. <laughs> and she ain't the first and she ain't the last. However, I think as women, we need to, to have grace for one another um, and not be victim shaming. Because that's a lot of victim shaming where you hear something bad happen to a woman and the first thing is why she didn't leave. She didn't know better. She it, Why is it always that? Why is it never, he's a piece of shit. His mama should have swallowed him. Like, why is it never that? Because he's the one who caused the the pain and bullshit on her. And I just feel like, you know, reading comments online like that is cringy, especially when it comes from black women having their two cents on another black woman's situation. And there's no compassion towards the woman who is the actual victim. Instead, we just victim shame them. It's disgusting to witness and watch. However, like I said, um, love and light to Kiki in her situation. And hopefully that, you know, she she... She's been handling like grace. I'm like, yes, we love a professional millennial. <laughs> we love it. I love it. <laughs> um, but, you know, the victim shaming is horrible. Why she didn't know? Listen, listen, Linda, listen. Stop acting like a nigga ain't never lied and pretended. And by the time you found out, you you too deep in. Come on. Like, it's just, it's lack of compassion with women. It's almost like every woman act like they never got played. Every woman act like they never been in love. Every woman act like they got all the answers. And it's just, fuck women and bitch, you should have known better. It's like, stop it. Stop, stop, stop. It's, 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 it's really mean girl energy. It's ugly. Stop. <laughs> if anything, just send the bitch some love. Fuck. 
So as you guys know, on this podcast, I like to pull either a tarot card or an affirmation card. So I wanted to pull an affirmation card to kind of see what is the vibe for this week, it being the last month, and just, you know, 2023 just wrapping up. If you do not own affirmation cards, I highly recommend you do your own research to see which deck you resonate with, but I feel like affirmation cards are so important just to kind of give yourself that energy boost and confident boost that you may need throughout the day or the week just to kind of tell yourself. So let's see what today's affirmation is. Okay, this one pops out. <laughs> this one, this card, I love this affirmation deck, by the way. It says, listen, bitch, no other bitch can do it like you can, period. Okay, that's today's affirmation. We're going to read it again. Listen, bitch, no other bitch can do it like you can. Okay, I don't give a fuck what you got going on, what you, what situation, ain't nobody like you. You are uniquely and wonderfully made. You are one of a kind. Nobody could do it like you can, period. So fix your crown, queen. Get your day started. Get your week going. And just, you know, dust the dirt off your shoulder and remember who the fuck you are because, you know, you got this. So this is the Girl Talk portion of this podcast. You guys can send an email if you want my opinion or advice on anything. It doesn't have to be relationship-based. It can be business it could be anything, girl, you just want an input on because your email might help somebody else who might be going through the same thing. So with that being said, you guys can send me an email on my Instagram page. There is an email button. You click that. You subject it, girl talk. Keep it anonymous. Include your age. And I'll pick an email. I usually do like two to three um, and I'll read it on the podcast. And yeah, so let's just get into it. All right, so this girl talk, basically, she just jumps right into it. She says, as a woman, do you have any advice on keeping your cool while you are being disrespected by your partner's family and his baby mother? What are the expectations of how a man you are in a partnership with should handle the situation with their romantic partner, me, and family? She states, I want to hold myself up as a dignified woman and respectful no matter how disrespectful his family can be but that doesn't mean that I should allow myself to be disrespected and bullied by my partner's family I know I cannot control how people treat me and neither can my partner I don't want to surround myself with ugly energy I would rather be separate from his family one example his baby mother messaged inappropriate disrespectful comments stating sexual advances threatening his relationship with his child stating she never wants to see my face ghetto the next one dealing with his family gossip and jealous antics they are not used to seeing another woman by his side. They are used to being able to spend time with him 24-7 alone. They are not taking the slight distance very well. I imagine marrying this man and I think to myself, do I really want to go through a lifetime of disrespect while trying to build my own personal family? I appreciate any advice you can lend me. Thank you for always supporting women the way you have with your heart and guidance. And thank you for any advice in advance. Run! <laughs> I wish you would have told me how long you guys have been dating, but run. This nigga sound like baggage and bullshit. <laughs> run! 
Baby, that nigga wouldn't deal with half that shit. Let me tell you something. As women, we really have to like be mindful of the things that we put up with. Because a nigga is not putting up with no bitch baby daddy texting saying he want to, you know, throw some dick at her. And, and then your mama and daddy being disrespectful, he going to feel like he being played with. His ego and his pride ain't going to let that shit slide. He going to be out. You as a woman have to have some form of self-respect for yourself. To, okay, you're with a man who seems like he don't put his foot down. And I hate a nigga who don't know how to get his family in fucking check, my nigga. Like, you too grown for that. So if he doesn't know how to keep people in line and in check and make sure that doesn't spew into his personal relationship, that's not a nigga you want to be with long term, no shade. And on top of that, he got baggage and bullshit. And we don't like niggas with baggage and bullshit. Oof. If I knew what I knew now. Okay? Like, nah. Baby mom, she want to threaten her pussy and kids and shit and toy and play. You don't need to be a part of the circus. Get out of that. Um, The family is petty. That means that he comes from a petty family. And eh, eh. get out of that. That's how I see it. Get out of it. Get out of it. Run. Um, if y'all relationship is cool, it's good, it's whatever, try to make it work. But I just feel like women, we have to stop trying to make shit work. Stop trying to find the good and the bad and trying to see the, man, fuck all that. Nigga, you got baggage, your mama and your family's a pain in the ass, your baby mama. And that's shit that a woman don't got to fucking deal with. Because you can find you another man who ain't got none of that shit going on. And to be honest, if you're thinking marriage with this man, you want to marry into a loving family that values and respects you. You know what I mean? Not saying that every relationship is perfect, no. But if you are having issues with your partner and it ain't even with your partner, that's an issue. You know, it's an unnecessary issue. So to me, I say... Think I better let it go. Gotta go, gotta go. <laughs> and I'm not condoning people being separated and shit like that. But I'm also a firm believer. Like, bitch, you gotta have your motherfucking peace. And it did not sound peaceful being with him. And is it even fucking worth it? You know, like, these are things you gotta ask yourself. All right, so this next email says, Hi, I have been in a relationship for six years now. But we don't go on dates anymore, and my fiancé for almost a year now isn't very romantic. I've talked to him about it a couple times, but he still hasn't changed much. Is this a bad sign? Hell yeah, it's a bad sign. Because if he's like that now, bitch, he ain't doing shit when y'all get married. Because it's like, we married. The fuck? Oof, it gets lazy energy. Um, I'm not sure what else to do other than talk to him, but I feel like I should have... I shouldn't have to keep bringing it up. It's annoying. What would you do? My mom says I would. I should start by doing things by myself, but I want him to do it with me. Um, mm. It sounds like your partner doesn't know your love language, and you guys have been together for six years. That's a long time, and he's not romantic. So that means that you have been knew he wasn't romantic. And he, y'all are engaged for a year now. And to be honest, I just feel like it would cause you to be unhappy. I, I'm a firm believer, like women, we are supposed to be happy in this life. We are not supposed to compromise and settle with shit that 
doesn't really resonate with our core. You know, if you want someone to be romantic and do thoughtful shit, you are in a relationship with somebody who doesn't do that. And that's unfortunate because every woman deserves a man who thinks about her and that type of way in light. And I fear that you will marry this man and be miserable in the marriage. You know, um, I would make it known to him, like, listen, you better start doing thoughtful shit or I'm out. <laughs> That's what I would do personally, because you are literally compromising and sacrificing your happiness in the sake of being in a relationship. And that's not worth it. Like, you want to be wine and dine and do romantic shit and go on dates. Like, it sounds like your partner is lazy and they are comfortable. And to be honest, you're going to have to get him uncomfortable because if he loves you and cares about you and he values what you have in your relationship, he will do whatever it takes to make sure that you are in his life and that you are happy, especially if he wants to join forces and become one and marry you. So you need to be vocal and you need to put your foot down. And if it ain't given that, you need to make some adjustments and changes. And, you know, I hate to say it, but you going out by yourself gives single energy. And what happens if you meet another man and you're like, oh, my fiance, it, it gives a bad image. You know what I mean? So um, I definitely would have a nice, serious conversation about where you guys are heading when it comes to the future. What do you guys plan on doing once you guys are married? Things like that. But you have to let, be very vocal and let it be known. Like, this is what I like. This is what I expect. And if I'm not getting these things, I don't. I don't see myself really staying in this relationship much longer. But that's if you have that type of energy and willpower. Um, if not, you'll be forever complaining in your situation, being unhappy. All right, so this next email says, Hey, Anaya, for starters, I hope you are doing well and that you receive these questions with love, light, and positive energy. She states, I'm 22 years old and I just graduated from college in May of this year. Personally speaking, I have been follow, I've been feeling more interested in learning about my higher self and wanted to ask, how did you begin your spiritual journey and how are you slash compared to where you are now? Um, oh, I guess because it's a lot of questions. Um, what are some ways in which you are able to trust your intuition? What are some things that you have learned slash would tell your younger self or even your daughter? Thank you so much for your time and response. P.S. I love listening to your podcast. You're like a big sister. Thanks, babe. So let me answer the first question. It was, I wanted to ask you, how did you begin your spiritual journey? My spiritual journey, um, I would say started around your age, 22. My spiritual journey started around this age and that's when I wanted to have a better understanding of life, meaning of life, my connections with people. Those things were super important at that time for me. Um, as far as like my relationship with my mother was super important because I had moved out and me and her wasn't seeing eye to eye. And I had to really self-reflect and do some deep diving into not taking things personal so that's how my spiritual journey started by healing and forgiving my mom for not being a perfect mom because there is no such thing and that's part of like healing your trauma or you know just not being a victim to your situation so around that age is when I started my spiritual journey. And when you start, depending on how you want to heal, it will, it's like a domino effect. It literally will trigger 
and affect all other areas of your life. So that's how it started for me. How am I then compared to now? I've been slacking when it comes to meditating, reading, and the last year. I've been super distracted with business and people. So I'm like... I cannot wait to the new year, to be honest. Um, I can't wait to the new year to set new goals and just reset everything because I don't have distractions and I don't have to like, you know, I, I will say your spiritual journey is so personal. And when you get in a relationship, you have to find the balance. And I've struggled the entire year trying to make sure I have solitude time with myself and I've neglected that. So my goal for 2024 is to get back on that. Um, what are some ways in which you're able to trust your intuition? Hmm, this is a great question. We all have what we call intuition. And sometimes we be knowing shit, but we be looking for outside validation and signals and messages. My mom used to always say your first thought instinct is probably what it is, you know, um, you have to trust yourself enough to know what you feel is accurate and you do not need to seek validation from anyone based on what you feel. That is your soul speaking to you. So trusting your intuition is so important. I don't know ways to do it. However, if you feel something about someone, trust it. If you feel a way and you know your spirit is disturbed, trust it. Like you have to just trust it. So I don't know. <laughs> um, what are some things that you have learned and slash would tell your younger self? Um, time is of the essence and time is an illusion. But at the same time, you don't want to... You don't want to give your time to someone that you can't get back. That's what I would tell my younger self. Like, I've given people too much time in my life that did not deserve it. Like, you've had too much time with me. You had too many weeks, too many months, too many hours, too many days, too many years with me. And you haven't shown me that you are meant to be in my life. So I would say to value my time more. That's what I would tell my younger self. Value your time because time is currency and you can never get that time back. So be mindful of who you're allowing into your space to take up your time. Um, be mindful of the energy that you're consuming that takes up time. You know, those things I would tell my younger self. But um, I hope I answered those questions for you in the way you would have liked to receive them. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. If you would like for me to upload more, make sure you guys send me an email. Um, just interact with the podcast, rate it, share it, um, tell a friend, things of that nature. So I can continue to give you guys content. And um, I, yeah, I hope everyone is doing well for the month of December. Sending you guys love and light positive energy, claim your blessings, and things of that nature. And I'll check you guys out on the next episode. Mwah.